Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday the 28th of September. Today, Parramatta springs a selection surprise ahead of Sunday's grand final, who's leading the race to host the first live golf event down under, and why the Hawks and the Lions better have a plan B ready. But first... The equation was simple for the Opals last night in their final group game of the FIBA Women's World Cup against Japan. Win, and they top their group and avoid the USA in the quarterfinals. Lose, and they're suddenly faced with a nightmare matchup with the red, white, and blue. Oh, that certainly would suck. So, did the girls in the green and gold get it done? So tonight, we know that Australia are moving on in first place in Group B with this win. You bet they did, in style too. Despite a back and forth first half, the Opals eventually recorded a comfortable 71-54 win, dominating a diminutive Japan side with their three tall targets, Mariana Tolo, Kayla George and Ezzy Magbegor. I'm so tall! <laughs> the win came without Captain Beck Allen, who set out her second consecutive game with a rib injury, while veteran Lauren Jackson only clocked up four minutes on the court. The result sets Australia up for a quarterfinal matchup with either Belgium or Puerto Rico. For rugby league fans, Christmas comes in just four sleeps. This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's the NRL Grand Final and the reigning Premier's Penrith go head-to-head with their neighbours, the Parramatta Eels. The Derby Showdown has already sold out with a crowd of 80,000 plus expected to witness what Triple M's Mark Guy thinks will be an epic. Don't you dare miss it. Don't you dare walk away and get a drink from the fridge. Don't you dare grab some popcorn from the cupboard because the opening three minutes of this game is going to be Origin-esque, if not better. If not better. We all love the South Sydney Roosters game of late in the last finals. This one will top them all. And while the Panthers have named a predictable team without any changes from last week's win over South Sydney, the Eels have sprung a surprise. Did not see that coming. Forward Nathan Brown has not been seen in the Parramatta senior side since July. Add to that the fact that earlier this year the club told him he was free to explore his options elsewhere next season and his inclusion on the bench for the Eels for this Sunday comes as quite a shock. I feel shocked. Bryce Cartwright is the unlucky player to miss out with coach Brad Arthur opting for Brown's aggression and physicality over Cartwright's versatility. On Sunday, we'll find out if his gamble pays off. Four sleeps to go. The golfing revolution is headed our way. Golf clap. The Live Golf Tour, headed by Aussie former world number one Greg Norman, has turned the golfing world on its head this year, disrupting the US PGA's stranglehold on the sport by poaching some of the world's best, including reigning British Open and Players Champion, Australia's Camp Smith. The winner of the gold medal and the champion golfer of the year is Cameron Smith. And now Smith and the rest of the Live Tour players could be headed for our shores, with Live officials committed on hosting an event in Australia. There's only one question. Uh, We need a new venue. Where will the event be played? Reports suggest Clive Palmer's Hyatt Coolum course on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland is a contender due to Palmer's close relationship with Norman, and it would allow Smith to play in front of a home crowd. That's it, Queensland! Royal Sydney has already ruled itself out as a possible venue, while The Age reports Victorian Premier Dan Andrews wants to maintain his relationship with the PGA Tour that saw Victoria host the President's Cup in 2019, meaning that Melbourne's high-profile courses will all be off-limits to the Live Tour. But another state premier has a more open attitude to the idea. I haven't seen much evidence of the US PGA doing Australian 
golfing supporters any favours recently. I think it's about time that golf had a bit of a shake-up. So to that end, I, I wish Live Golf all the very best. South Australian Premier Peter Malinowski is really rolling out the welcome mat for the Great White Shark and his Rebel Tour there. Adelaide's Grange Golf Club is the reported frontrunner to host the Australian event, which is convenient as it's also the course where Norman won his first big event in 1976 before personally redesigning the course in 2012. It's convenient. So it would seem that the City of Churches is now head of the queue to score that sweet Saudi cash. While the AFLW season rolls on, the men's AFL competition has officially shifted from footy mode to trade mode. Do you want to make a trade? And while most coaches and clubs are busily refining their player wish list for next season, two senior coaches have very different priorities right now. Chris Fagan is doubling down, declaring again tonight that he will fight these allegations. He's retrained one of Australia's leading law firms in Clayton Oots alongside barristers Liam Kelly KC and David Turner. In a statement, Fagan says, I deny categorically these allegations of wrongdoing by me in relation to First Nations players at the Hawthorne Football Club and that I intend to defend myself. Lions coach Chris Fagan and North Melbourne coach-to-be Alistair Clarkson are both currently stood down from their roles as they prepare to participate in the AFL's investigation into allegations of mistreatment of First Nations players during the pair's time at Hawthorne. And I say prepare to participate because while AFL CEO Gil McLaughlin had hoped the process would already be underway, the independent panel set to conduct the investigation hasn't even been finalised yet. And as AFL journo Damien Barrett pointed out on the Sounding Board podcast, the two coaches are now facing a race against the clock. I can't see where they are allowed to walk back into their clubs before Christmas because this, in my eyes, will not be wrapped up by then. And then, if you want to just let your mind wander a little bit with what happens with legalities and, and, and natural justice and the right and the need to get to the bottom of it and to have everyone have an equal and, and confident say in what's happened, I can't see them being back at their clubs by round one of next season as really? a starting point. So the Hawks and the Lions are facing the very real prospect of being head coachless for the start of next season. But things could be worse. You could be Essendon, who still haven't appointed a new coach after they sacked Ben Runt a month ago. And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.